Ooh. Ooh. So what are we going to okay. talk about? So, um, I don't know. Hmm. We... <laughs> I normally just put you in the truck and, know, well, and just I'll drive you about, around yeah, while you talk. Yeah, I'll talk about <laughs> whatever. I work with a ton of small business owners. One of their concerns is competition from big box stores that offer similar products at lower prices. From their eyes, these corporations are running them out of business, but it doesn't have to be that way. The large stores bring a different type of value to the community, and there are lots of ways for small businesses to stay relevant and provide what the big guys can't. Today I have Jamie Church back on the show for another appearance. Jamie brings a wealth of experience to the table, having worked tirelessly to support local businesses while also recognizing the importance of national competition. It's a balancing act that requires finesse and skill, and Jamie has proven time and time again that she's up to the task. Through her work, Jamie has seen firsthand how small businesses and large box stores can both contribute to the health of the community. She understands that each has its unique strengths and challenges, and that a healthy community requires a blend of both. Join us as we delve into the world of economic development and explore the role of the Chamber of Commerce in building strong, vibrant communities. With Jamie Church in the truck, you know we're in for a fascinating discussion. Want to see how it goes? Come along for the ride in Ken's Think Tank. Ken's Think Tank is made possible by the following sponsors. Ken Collins Marketing. It's simple. We help small business owners get more customers. Show our sponsors some love. If you're watching the video, show us some love by smashing the like button. And remember, the views and opinions expressed on Ken's Think Tank do not necessarily reflect those of our sponsors. And we just passed January where we did the annual banquet. Yes. And announced and we've been Business in the, of the Year. And then there's been... And Citizen of the Year. Yep. And then we... Um, we have like our business after hours and we had a coffee this morning and stuff like that. But as far as big events, we don't have anything now till the uh, D's and Tunes Golf Tournament in July. Oh, wow. So I have some time to get my calendar Ooh. organized and get things yeah. ready and... A little bit do, of breathing. Yeah, room. breathing room. Yeah. Then the the second half of the year is just nuts from uh-huh. off, from the July on to the end of the year through the banquet. It's just a busy time every yeah. month or something. So it's kind of nice to have this little lull right now, yeah. and I am appreciating it greatly because I needed it, and I'm sure Jonathan did too. And yeah. Um, but the Women's Summit is about that, that balancing act that we all do. It's not unique to just women. Everybody right. does it. And I think we do it more now than we ever did because we're pulled in a million directions. And yeah. we're so accessible now with technology that it's hard to shut off. Right. So when I'm on social media, I'll see what somebody else is doing, like another chamber somewhere else. And I think, oh, man, that's so cool. I should do that. So then I start this new thing. Right. And um, we're just, yeah, we're, we're plugged in all the time now. Yeah. And so... I what I sense already in this year is that even in 2021 and 2022 we were still kind of bouncing back from COVID a little yeah. bit. 
I would I think say last year was the bounce back. Yeah, and now we're like, okay, great, everything is. We're back to whatever the new normal is. However, right. I think our restaurants and stuff are still, yeah. oh, just because of the cost of things has gone up, and also, yeah, you know, staffing and and if. You know, in the legislative uh, session this year was House Bill 25, raising the minimum wage. And I don't know where that is in the process right now, but it's just, I still think for our businesses and especially our restaurants and service industry, it's still hard. I don't know why anyone in their right mind would open a restaurant. I I mean, that's a hard, hard business. I look at Monica Schultz with Chili Pot and she's made such a success of that with her team and her family and all, gosh, yeah. it's it's constant. And that is, I think is the restaurant business is different than any other business in that way because many stores, you know, they close on Friday or whatever, you know, right. the end of the day on Friday, but restaurants, man, they are going all the time. <laughs> yes. It's just, and their food yeah. is coming in and then they have to cook it and prep it and all the things. I just can't imagine. I don't even, I can't, even like a Thanksgiving meal for my family is like, whoa, it's a lot. Yeah. I do a ladies tea in the spring and I usually have about 30 women, 30 or so, and I cook everything from scratch right. for everybody and that, I love it, but it's also stresses me out because yeah. I want it to be perfect. That's, right. that's the problem. Of course. I want it perfect. Well, it's a tea party. It, has to it be is. Perfect. And I won't just go buy this stuff. I want to make everything. <laughs> like I make the scones and I make right. everything from scratch yeah. and the quiches and I want it absolutely perfect. And then I get all stressed out. And I'm like, why do I do this? Because I love it. <laughs> do I? I don't know. My, my dual personality. Yes, I do. No, I don't. I don't want to do it. Yes, I do. I've always got a project going on. But always. you live within that conflict of, I love this stuff. I love doing it. Right. But I hate doing it because it stresses me out so much. Well. But I love doing I it. I love doing it. So. so I do love doing it. Yeah. But yes, it does. It especially events and I love the events. I mean, I, right. I love when an event goes well, right. I love it. I'm on a high, yeah. but building up to the event. Oh, man. Is, and I talk to my other people that do events and it, it takes a lot yeah. out of you because of ev- all the details yeah. and because of everything that you have to foresee could potentially go wrong. Nothing is worse than standing there looking unprepared yeah. um, and not having a backup plan or not having because even with the women's summit last year we knew we had 400 people coming but i hadn't anticipated that maybe i should have multiple coffee lines for the coffee service so i know that now because it (laughs) we got a little backed up on the coffee last year and so i learned that um every year i learned something but you know it's just there's nothing worse than thinking, oh, I should have foreseen this and, that, and not having a plan in place. But that's for it, kind so. of the nature of the beast. Yeah. You know? And every year you think, okay, now I know what I'm going to do next year. Okay. So what else? What else <laughs> do you want to talk about? Wait. So, so yeah, we did, um, we did citizen of the year and business of the year. So remind me okay. um, who those were. Yes. So we did our 2022 business of the year was M&R plumbing. And that was really cool because they had the group that went up to accept the award was all women. It was. (laughs) I know, which was so awesome. And that's because the two of the owners were at a plumbing convention. So it was so cool when they came up and it was all women. I was like, look at all these awesome. But anyway, they've been they've been in business since 1954. I think it was on their application and they do a lot of give back. That's part of the when we when we are nominee or our committee looks at what's come in is like what kind of things do they give back to the community right. and you know as far as philanthropy and they do a lot of different things in fact 
I found out that evening that they, because of their donations, they'd been able to buy jackets and I think gloves for every kid that goes to the Boys and Girls Club here in Farmington. So that was really cool. I found out that. But anyway, so they do philanthropy and charitable work right. in town. So that's awesome. And then our citizen of the year was Nancy Shepard who has been very instrumental in the Leadership San Juan program, yeah. volunteers uh, through San Juan College. I mean, she's just been, she's all yeah, over the she's place. been all over yeah. the place and done so much. So it was so nice to recognize her. And um, she was very surprised, I think. And so it was a great night. And too, we haven't been able to have that banquet for the last two years. So it was nice to get back to it and, and recognize the business and the mm -hmm. citizen yeah. and, I like to remind people that we will take nominations all year for that. You don't have to wait until the end of the year. Oh, cool. And we, you know, we, we look at the nominations. We have a committee that goes through them and we really try to do uh, our, our due dil you know, our due diligence in choosing. They do have to be, for business of the year, they do have to be a chamber member. Right. Um, but if it, for citizen of the year, it doesn't necessarily have to be anybody that's mm -hmm. associated with the chamber. So anyway, that was really fun to do the banquet. We had a fiesta theme, yeah. which was really bright and colorful and it was just time for a good party. Yes. You know, and I, I, I did notice that was kind of cool. There was an entire table of women representing him in our plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> and um, when when they got named as the business of the year, I thought, and, and some of the reasons why I was like, oh, that's right. Yes. They were one of a couple of businesses were doing similar thing, similar things with a very particular thing. So as a marketing guy, I made note of the brilliance of mm -hmm. that move where they were making donations for every review that they yes. got. Whether yes. it was a positive or negative review, doesn't matter. If, um, they, if you submit a review, they'll make a, donation. make a donation. And that is great yeah. because it's helpful to them. It is. And yeah. it is helpful to the, their nonprofit that they, yeah. that they do. So very cool. Yep. So I yeah, as a marketing guy, I was going, oh, mm -hmm. that is next level thinking right there. Yeah, That's just, next level thinking. I because every review that you get, good or bad, it's helping other people find you. Right. Now, you want those reviews to be good so that when they do find you, right. and they're looking at the review score, that, that uh, they decide to do business with you, but loved the idea. Yep, that was, that was neat. And so we have it where businesses too, if they've been, recognized as business of the year it's like a one-time thing right. so which that makes it kind of nice because it's always good to find these newer yeah. businesses that maybe we a little bit under the radar especially i think our small businesses yeah that don't employ a hundred people right. and things like that don't have a huge marketing budget it's nice to recognize them and but again people have to nominate these businesses yeah and we'll take um nominations from employees from customers from people who just know about them. And we're lucky in this community because our small businesses do a lot. Yeah. They give out donations, they sponsor athletic teams, yeah. they sponsor events, they they do a lot. So we're very, and I'm sure, I think that's true in every community, really. It's, the, right. it's your local small business community and your larger businesses too, because I really don't mean to leave out the larger, like the Walmarts and the, right. um, they do a lot as well. They give a lot back, especially through grants and in-kind donations. They so do. they do a lot too. So it's not just the locally owned, but um, it's, you know, it takes everybody, it takes a village. 
So they all want a good community. Exactly. And we all want great parks. We want good schools. We want great events for families. We want it to be safe. We want all these things in a community that we live in and are raising our families. Mm -hmm. And so we just need to make sure that we are remembering these local small businesses when it comes time to purchase things so that they can yeah. stay in business too. Cause it is hard to compete when you're a small business to get, if you are, you know, you sell a particular, you know, good, it's tough to get it at that same price when you're not buying in bulk, like some of the bigger stores are. So that's sometimes why yeah. it costs a little more. Plus small businesses have a lot of um, costs that they are shouldering all on their own. Right. So it, it is important. And it's hard because every year, you know, small businesses go under. It's, yeah. It's a tough thing. Yeah. I went out, I went to lunch with a friend of mine yesterday and we were having that exact conversation. We went to a locally owned, you know, one location, little restaurant mm -hmm. to eat lunch. And we were both commenting that, yeah, it's fine to, you know, go to the, you know, the, the chain restaurants now and then or whatever, but we'd both rather frequent the 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 business owners mm -hmm. the, the person that owns the business lives right here mm -hmm. and we do have several what you might consider franchises that yeah. are owned locally so for Free, example yeah. we've got two that just joined the chamber crumble cookie which had huge anticipation and also the iheart mac and cheese yeah they do have franchise locations but they live here locally yeah. they are a family that lives here their kids are here right and so i think there's that's a little bit of the difference and again even the bigger franchises give back to the nonprofits. I so it I, there's a place for everybody and we need everybody. Yeah. Because we do need these bigger stores that hire so many people and employ so many yeah, people absolutely. and provide goods and services. They absolutely do. But we what make gives a community its flavor, its individuality are those are those locally yeah. owned places yeah. and restaurants. So, and it is hard for when we get some of these newer businesses in that aren't owned locally and they're larger, maybe a franchise. It's hard for me because they don't usually join chambers. And sure. I want to get them involved in the community and I want to see them come to our coffees and our networking and our lunch and learns and get them entrenched in the community. But they don't, it's sort of like a corporate deal. They don't join chambers. And it's not right. just our chamber because I belong to a, a social media group of chamber professionals from across the country and it's a conversation we all have about how do you get some of these larger franchise type places to join chambers and they just they don't now i will say um, we're lucky here in farmington our both of our walmarts our east and our west main walmarts are chamber members nice. our lowe's is a chamber member um, i mentioned some of the the restaurants that are um, that are chamber members. So we're, we're fortunate here in that, but then, you know, we, I see some of these newer places opening up and you talk to them and they just, well, yeah, we just don't join chambers. And it's hard because yeah. we, as the chamber do a lot for the community and their, you know, their employees live in the community and stuff and right. they have a stake here. And so I don't know, it's frustrating, but it's just the way it is. Do you think some of that, cause I, I don't, I don't really have experience with that. Do you think some of that might be say depending on the company like a corporate policy type of thing or well i think some of it is understanding again a, in a large city like let's take denver 
or even Albuquerque, they have multiple chambers. Even Albuquerque has, they have the Hispano chamber. They, um, I found out recently they have a chamber just for cannabis and, and recreational. Yeah. I just found that out. So they have multiple chambers in these large cities. We've got, you know, our chamber here relatively small as far as membership compared to these large cities. Some of these corporate, some of these bigger franchises that come in, they feel like, or maybe they have a sense that we are, advocacy is the number one thing we do for the our chamber members. Right. But they're so large, they already have that yeah, advocacy. That. They do. Yeah. They have advocates and lobbyists going in and doing things on a huge level that right. we, I can't possibly, <laughs> right. yeah. And I know that, you know, obviously, Walmart does not need my advertising, you know, us <laughs> running our ad in the chamber newsletter. Yeah. They have a massive marketing right. campaign. It has not, and right. so then, and again, too, they run their, their managers are here. And then sometimes then they're gone before I even have a chance to sure. meet them and know who they are. So getting them into sort of our networking and our connection groups isn't a need either for right. them. So I try to look at it, like I try to stand back and be like, don't take it personally. It's yeah. not that they don't, it's not me. It's like, what can we do that might help them? And that's where things like, you know, recently this year we did the civics bee. So this was a brand new thing for the Farmington Chamber. It was something that was initiated by the U US Chamber in um, collaboration with the National Civics Bee Foundation. Okay. And they reached out to us through the New Mexico Chamber to see if we would like to hold a local civics bee here in Farmington. And I said, yes, I'd love it because I felt like that would be a great way to involve young people in what the chamber is, what we do, and also civics as far as in government and knowing how your local government works kind of fits in with our advocacy role. So when I can take on something like the civics bee, I think that's something these larger co corporations really get behind sure. because it's something they can either donate or support and right. they know it's in conjunction with a much larger picture that right. So anyway, those type of things that come up or you know, for example, the women's summit. Those type of events that are or um, or initiatives that are regional or, you know, youth scholarship or leadership or entrepreneurship. I think that's where we can really begin to build those partnerships and those bridges with these larger companies. Cause right. it's not just about, Hey, join our chamber and you'll be in our newsletter. Because again, that isn't, that doesn't, that's not a, their need. That isn't part of what they, you know, their goals are. So it's, kind of identifying that and so getting them behind those type of things yeah again it's all giving everybody a voice at the table and that that's what I try for people who don't really know what a chamber is it's it's an organization it's a nonprofit we are advocating for our business community and our community at large but it gives everybody a voice at the table yeah. and helps you to stay connected with what's happening right but I didn't know all that until I became the chamber director. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was on the board for five years before I became the chamber director. And I still, you know, it's a very tough thing to explain to people what it is we do. You know, I look at when we go to the legislative session or if there's an issue, for example, the minimum wage bill that just came up when we polled our chamber members and got their input on House Bill 75 or 25, sorry, House Bill 25. The, the more chamber members we have, the stronger that voice is. Yeah. When I write a letter of support, and I get asked to write letters of support all the time for grants and initiatives and projects, when our chamber has 
thousands of members, which we should for the size of community we're in, versus when we have a smaller number of members, it's just why, and that, I always say, why do you think people come to me and ask the chamber for a letter of support? Because it means something. Yeah. When you are submitting a grant proposal or an initiative, or and you can say, look, we have 20 letters of support and rattle them off. Yeah. And the Chamber of Commerce, there's a reason we get asked to do letters of support. Right. And that's because having the chamber support something means something. Yeah. Well, obviously, individual business owners and individuals probably aren't being asked to write letters of support. But if you belong to the Chamber of Commerce, then we are this body one all working, voice. one yeah. voice. But our voice is stronger the more members we have. Right. And again, you know, I look at things like the Civics Bee and some of the different events we do and the Lunch and Learns. And, you know, we're try we try really hard to provide a variety of things that our business members that will benefit them, but also our community. You know, we do the parade. We put on the Christmas parade. I mean, we don't get anything from it at the chamber. We right. provide the permitting and the insurance and right. we get the location and we organize a floats and everything like that. But we do it for the community yeah, it's because it's thing. important to sure. the kids. It's important to families. It's tradition. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like my cooking. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I wanted to know how to cook, but I don't want to take instruction. I don't want anything. That's not how I learn. I need right. for people to get out of my way and let me just make as many disasters as I possibly mm -hmm. can until I'm like, until the light bulb goes off right. and I go, oh, oh, there it is. There okay. it is. And so we've choked down some meals going, oh, okay, yeah, this is definitely horrifying. We know not, don't, don't do that again. But it's hard to at any one time pick up something brand new and yeah. do it perfectly. So I started making jewelry. In fact, I'm wearing one piece right now. <laughs> so I started making jewelry and teaching myself how to do it and going on to videos and learning. And the, you know, the first things I have done were terrible yeah. but I mean I've been teaching myself how to solder um, right and that's not easy and so I've been learning and trying to figure it out but instead of getting frustrated I'm like okay I'll try again and <laughs> and maybe reach out to somebody who knows what they're doing because that's how we get better at something yeah I mean it's tough to just right off the bat be so good at something and yeah. cooking is an excellent example of that just <laughs> you know you got to try a few times get it right yeah Kins Think Tank is made possible with help from these fine sponsors. Basin Home Health and Hospice, keeping you healthy, happy, and home since 1992. Durango Joe's, with a smile, a warm greeting, and a great cup of coffee. I know who you are. I know what you want. If you're looking for print and radio ads, I can tell you that's not what I do. But I do have a particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a godsend for business owners like you. If you hire Ken Collins Marketing to build your website, people who look for you online will be able to find you. But if you don't, they will look for you. They won't find you. And you'll go out of business. KenCollinsMarketing.com